Do you want to do more to make impact? How we serve others and our world is how we pay our rent for being here. So get ready to learn how you can make a difference by simply choosing to live and lead with a socially conscious mindset. Now in this special episode of Passion for Impact, it's all me today, I'm going to be sharing my own story around work-life balance. First of all, it doesn't exist. As a mom of four and a multi-business owner, I have certainly struggled. Oh my gosh, so many struggles. I'm now 41, the kids are getting a little bit older and I'm, I have grown and I wanna share my personal top tips and strategies for making life easier and more enjoyable. Life doesn't have to be so hard, fellow impact makers. Are you ready to release the expectations to have more fun and make room for creative expression and personal growth? Yeah, here we go. This is the Passion for Impact podcast with speaker, trainer, and socially conscious advocate, Trisha Miltimore. Thank you for joining in. This is Passion for Impact, the podcast where we have one clear goal to educate, empower, and elevate social consciousness in people, business, and teams. Be sure to subscribe to receive links to featured companies, people, and offers. To subscribe, visit passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast. So my guest today is me. Hello, it's going to be Trisha with you all the way through. I want to talk about something today that definitely has been an ongoing theme in my life since, you know, well, since even before I got married, thinking about what I was going to be doing when I got quote unquote older. And, and the, you know, I think the pressure that I felt to be able to accommodate everything, even my dreams before they actually happened. Anyone doing that? Planning for things before they actually happen. So I'm talking about the concept of work-life balance. You know, the reason why I'm including it in this podcast is because for so many of us, especially those who are very focused and feel a need to be expressive as an impact maker to create change, the work-life balance issue comes up all the time because we're faced with expectations we have of ourselves and the realities of our life circumstances. So you may have children at home that you need to accommodate in your business, uh, your professional life, and of course, your personal life, your family. You may have an, an aging parent or two that you're taking care of, three or four. I think everyone's circumstances are very different. I'm going to speak to you today from the, my perspective. I'm going to share my story a little bit. And hopefully you can glean from my story some, something that maybe sits with you to empower you to take the next step or maybe to not take the next step. Maybe you have so much pressure on your shoulders that you just feel overwhelmed and it's less fun. So as impact makers, as people, it's important that we take care of the sense of balance. Now, later on, I'm going to talk about why I don't like the word balance, and I'm going to suggest some strategies to have a different mindset around it, because really, it can be a very disempowering concept. But work-life balance is definitely something I speak about all the time as a professional speaker in organizations and keynotes and at women in business conferences. But I, I really do believe it's a concept that matters to men and women. It's a concept that matters to everyone who needs to feel like they are expressing themselves, but also able to be present and to enjoy 
what what's happening around them in the everyday. And I certainly have been guilty in the past. Maybe I shouldn't use the word guilty because then it makes me maybe connect to a sense of shame. We got to watch our stories. Definitely watch our stories about how we look at the past. But I have definitely spent a lot of time uh, feeling like I'm not living up to my potential, that I'm not doing enough. And I remember I was just talking to my husband, Dominic, about this yesterday. So you may or may not know, I have four children, ages, uh, oh my gosh, this feels like a test. I got this. I got this. Okay. Ages 14, 12, nine, and three. So we definitely had one a little bit later on. I'm back into that. Actually, I just heard him screaming upstairs that he wants a diaper because we're feeling a little bit of a challenge around the potty training thing. Anyways, number one is great. Number two is a challenge. (laughs) It can be for so many people, right? So I have four kids. I've been married for 18 years. My husband, Dominic, is very supportive. He has a nine to five kind of job. He's an electrician. He does automation at the local mill. He he likes his job a lot. He actually loves it. He goes to work from 6.30 to 2.30, very regimented schedule. He gets paid every two weeks. He gets benefits. And he is very fulfilled. I am an entrepreneur. I've been cursed with the entrepreneurial, you know, way of living since I was born because I was raised in an entrepreneurial family. So this is where I'm coming to you from as as an entrepreneur-minded person, as a mother of four, uh, a partner as well, and the struggles that I have gone through myself in this whole concept of work-life balance or unbalance. So I want to offer you some strategies today that you can actually take with you to immediately uh, help you enjoy the process of life. You know, I don't think we need to have a happy life. I think we need to have a fulfilled life. And I think it's more important to pursue moments of joy than for this, you know, idea of constant happiness. Who's constantly happy? That's just not even possible. And work-life balance for many people, for almost every single person in my coaching practice, every even the men come to me with questions and desires to make a difference in their sense of work-life balance. So I know this is a universal feeling. Now, women are, I believe, uh, faced with different types of challenges around work-life balance. At the end of the day, we have the babies. We nurse, if we choose to, the babies. Our bodies face the hormone fluctuations. Um, Oh my, yeah, we could talk. We have a whole episode about hormone fluctuations. (laughs) But it does impact everyone, right? Um, So I think as women, we definitely have our own challenges because it's a physiological impact on us when we do have children. And for many people, the work-life balance situation comes into play because because of kids. So again, I'm coming to you from my own perspective, but hopefully you can take something from it and apply it to your own circumstances, which I know may or may not be similar to mine. So let's go back. Let Let me tell you my story a little bit. I have memories of being probably, I don't know, 13 or 14. I used to love to write poetry, wrote poetry all the time. And I would sit under this big tree in the local park and I would write about the pressures I felt, about you know wanting to achieve something and success and needing clarity. I mean, God, I was 12, I was like 12 or 14. I mean, why was I thinking about this stuff? Why wasn't I out having fun? Man, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, I'd be like, have more fun. <laughs> But I remember thinking these things for whatever reason, it's always been a big part of my mindset. Now, over time, 
I became clear that I I wanted to be a speaker. I wanted to be an impact maker. This is what I felt my calling was. And I, I, I remember telling uh, a gentleman who was at our retail store. So I grew up in a music store. And for whatever reason, there would be people who just hung out at the music store for hours, like, like kind of like, I don't know, I guess fans of the music store. They became like family, actually. I invited some of these people to my wedding. And this one gentleman, when I was about 17, asked me, Trisha, what is it that you want to do when you grow up? Because that is the question we ask people. I don't know why. I mean, do you know what you want to be when you grow up? I'm 41 years old. And I still don't really know what I want to be when I grow up. And when when do we grow up anyways? Where's that magical line of feeling like a young person to feeling like a mature, totally have it figured out adult? I don't think it exists. But anyways, I digress. So he asked me, what is it that you want to do when you grow up? Now, I had thought about this a lot. I mean, I was that girl writing poetry in the park. And I looked at him and I pretty much vomited every single dream and goal that I have ever had. Every single one, all the way from being a speaker and traveling the world to having a house and a husband and kids and all of it. And when I was done, I looked at him with these big eyes, waiting, waiting for his validation. I looked up to this guy and he looked at me and he said, Trisha, who's, who's going to listen to you? What do you have to say that, that makes, you know, impact, makes a difference? Now, I think when I look back, he was trying to save me from any kind of failure or pain, that my ideas and dreams were too grandiose, that I needed to maybe scale them back so that I could have more fulfillment or actually achieve them. And in that moment, as I always did, especially for my many years of being bullied for my weight, I felt this overwhelming sense of shame rise through me, almost embarrassment. Like, who am I to think that I could do those things? It never dawned on me. And that's not, isn't that amazing? At that age, it never dawned on me I couldn't. But he certainly planted the seed. So he looked at me and I, he wasn't being a jerk. It sounds like he was being a jerk. He was, I think, trying to protect me. But I had that thought of, well, who am I to think I can? And at the same moment, as the, as the shame and the heat of it rose through my body, I also had a powerful surge at the exact same time, this is how I remember it, of a sense of, yes, you can. Kind of like, who are you to think you can't? So this is where I want to start telling you about um, my journey, because I think it's the yes, you can sense of mindset that I still use in my business today with contagious leadership training. This is like my tagline. <laughs> it was born from that day. Yes, you can. You really, really can. Yes, you can. What are your dreams? Think about your dreams right now. Think about the things that you've been desiring and wanting the most for so long. Of course you can. Yes, you can. But it is easier said than done. So I had this powerful mindset of, yes, I can. I'm going to show you. There's nothing better than someone saying you can't, right? Fast forward many years, and uh, suddenly I have three young children, all under the age of five. Now, if you, if you think you're busy, try having three young children. When I think back to that, I'm just like, oh, I don't, it was a blur. I don't even remember. I remember being so lonely. <laughs> 
because I had no time to visit. And my some one of my children were very, um, very challenging. She was very challenging. Anyways, I remember going to Starbucks one day with the youngest in the you know baby seat you have to carry around. It was good for muscles, that's for sure. And I was standing close to these other moms who were just sitting there enjoying their coffee because I just felt so desperate to just feel like I was close to someone. I'll never forget this. And it's so strange because I'm pretty outgoing, you know, and I just, I just felt really lonely. And I remember one of the moms looking up and saying, hi, do you want to join us? And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I'm just drinking my coffee oddly, awkwardly standing next to you guys. <laughs> I just, I can't remember. I can't believe I did that. But I just remember a sense of loneliness. So, you know, having children is very challenging for anyone, right? So I had three young children under the age of five. Everything's a blur, but I still had this powerful sense of, yes, you can, that drove me um, to the point where I was almost maybe not as present as I could have been because I felt like I will never achieve my goals. I I can't even get off the couch without there being vomit on me or, you know, it's just an overwhelming responsibility to have several, one or even more young children. And I remember when my oldest was actually 12, so years later, I was getting ready to fly out to speak back East and I went into her room to say goodnight and she looked at me and she said, mom, do you have to go? And I was like, oh, you know, and, and remember with, with many kids, you have to like, well, with any kids, you have to really plan when you leave. So here's the thing. When I leave to go anywhere per, to pursue my professional passions, I have to orchestrate many things to accommodate that. My husband's work is every day. He doesn't take, I have to find someone to come watch the kids. I, I prep food. I, I, at one point would actually take out all the little kids outfits so that, you know, they weren't wearing odd outfits that my husband would find in the back of the closet that I never even knew existed. These are the things that I would do at the time. I've let go of a lot of that. But I felt the need to make sure that I was accommodating everyone because I was the one who was leaving. I was the one who was putting everyone out because I wanted to do something professionally. Now, again, I'm just speaking from my experience. You may relate to some of it, you may not. But this is this is the path. This is the journey I've gone through to get to where I am today. So I remember going into her room to say goodnight to my 12-year-old. And she asked me if I had to go. And I felt so bad. I was like, yeah, I, I'm booked. I got to go. And she held my hand. And I held hers. And I just had this pain inside of me. But I also knew that all this work I'm doing, pursuing what I know makes a difference in the lives of others and also in my life too. And there's nothing wrong with that. Please remember that when you pursue your professional passions, when you pursue something about you that you need to express, that is a good thing. And I had to remind myself in that moment that I am showing her that I can uh, pursue my self-expression and that's okay. Right. And I think we need to show our young people that. So I remember that being a challenge. So the question becomes, what does balance feel like to you? What does that mean to you? Because I've learned from coaching many people around this topic that it means different things. For some people, it means exercising every day. For some people, it means um, being able to invest in the family financially, like their partner. I mean, it can mean many different things. So for me, balance. Uh, for me, 
and I've definitely gone through different versions of this, as I have evolved, balance for me means that I can express myself. I can be the, because uh, I look at myself in many ways as an artist, as a creative, because I develop programs, I create experiences on stage, that I can do that and allow that energy to come out to be able to include uh, financial resources in our family, but to also have the flexibility to be home, to be with the kids. Um, and of course, that changes as their ages change. Remember that. It will change as they grow because everything is fluid when you're dealing with your family life. It does evolve and change, even though in the moment, my God, in the moment, it feels like forever. So ask yourself, what does balance feel like to you? What do you want it to be as an experience? Okay, not perfection, but what feels right for you in this moment? And of course, be open to that balance changing. So I want to propose an idea that has worked very well for me and certainly for those that I work with in my coaching practice that allows you to shift your mindset around balance to have a little bit more of an empowering and hopefully enjoyable experience. It's the concept of bounce. It's not about balance. It's about bounce, being able to bounce from one thing to another. And I have learned that the most successful and fulfilled people that I know are bouncers. <laughs> they really do. They bounce from one thing to another. And this is in our pers personal and professional lives. Let me give you an example. You know, traveling back in the day before COVID, remember that? I did a lot of traveling. And so I'd be getting up super early to get that flight to get back east. And then I'd get to the airport and it'd be raining and I'm, I'm walking to the, into the airport and there's a big lineup. And then my little thingy that I'm supposed to use to pre-board or whatever, not pre-board, but you know, the computer stuff doesn't work. And then this and then that. And then, oh my gosh, traveling can be very frustrating, can be very exhausting. But maybe it doesn't have to be so hard. Maybe we make things harder than they actually need to be. So it's not about balance. It's not about stealing energy from one side to accommodate the other. It's not about how much time you're spending with your kids versus how much time you're working. It's about balancing from one thing to another. It's a lighter way of living. So when I get out of my car it, to go into the airport, I'm bouncing to the airport. It's an energy mindset that you're lighter. I want you to imagine that you are a tennis ball, very bouncy right? You hit something, you bounce. And it's just about an energy of lightness. So you don't get derailed. And your mind is not of resistance so much. You're not resisting that, oh, I have to do this now. Now I have to go pick up the kids. Now I have to go and answer this call. I have to fit this in. I have to fit that in. Literally, you're bouncing. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go do this. And after that, I'm going to go and take those 15 minutes that I have free to do answer a couple client calls or emails. And it's not resistant, it's momentum. That is the difference. Balance is out and bounce is in. I hope that helps you. Certainly you, I use it every day of my life still. Ask for what you want is another tip that I want to share with you because I think it's very easy to get sucked into the vortex of always thinking what other people want and becoming a martyr. Don't be a martyr. Man, it's just not fun, right? So start asking for what you want. You're going to start asking for what you want with the people around you. But more importantly, you're going to ask for what you want with yourself.
What is it you really want? And here's the thing. Sometimes we become so loyal and so attached to what we say that we want that we forget to ask and check in. I hope that makes sense. Here's the thing. Like for so many years, I was so bent, hell bent on that I am going to be a professional speaker, that I'm going to travel all over the place. I got that was in my mind before I had kids. This is my goal. And it's funny because even after I had those young children, I still wanted that. And here, and here's the thing. It's, it's so ironic. Um, so now, you know, this is the work I do. I'm actually, I have achieved professional speaking. I get to, I get paid to go out and talk. Yeah. But how I have structured that in my life now is different than what I was asking for before, you know, because the reality is I don't want to be out of the house traveling, uh, you know, three weeks of the month. I don't even want that. So I had to adjust, but it took a while for me to adjust because I was so stuck on my goal. I was so loyal to it. So every now and then you have to check in, ask for what you want, but check in. What is it that you really want? Has it changed? Think about that. Has what you've been asking for and wanting, does it really fit still? Does it? Or maybe you actually want to be home to help with your aging parent. Maybe you actually want to be in town more to visit that person. How have things changed and how can you adjust your goals or what you ask for to better reflect what it is you actually want and then ask for it and then make it happen? So that is just a bit of a check-in to make sure you're actually asking for what you truly, truly want. And here's the other piece. We're talking work-life balance, right? How much do you not need to do? <laughs> right? How many things are you taking on that you don't actually need to be doing? Again, this concept of making things harder than they need to be. Let's use the dishwasher as an example. Okay, this is a silly example, but actually... It impacts my life. So I guess it's pretty important. The dishwasher in my family. I am the only one who knows how to load it. It's very interesting. This is not a man-woman thing. This is just my household thing. My husband can do math that literally makes my stomach turn the second I look at it. He can automate robots. He can do physics and I don't know, stuff that I just, my brain doesn't even compute. But that person that I'm married to cannot load a dishwasher. I always wonder, did he not play Tetris when he was young? It makes no sense how he loads a dishwasher. I look at it and I'm thinking, how can you be this intelligent person in one way and load a dishwasher like this? I will take pictures for him about how he loaded it. Then I will remove every dish and cup and re and put it back in to show him how much space I actually saved. <laughs> Can anyone relate to this? Oh my, okay, let's just first think about the energy I'm putting into being annoyed about how badly he loads the dishwasher. First of all, he loaded the dishwasher. So it's done. Let, I should just put the cleaner stuff in and hit start. But no. No, because I have in my head how I can do it better and how it's done poorly and how I'm the only one who can do it. You see what I mean? So let's take that ideology and see where I'm also applying it in other areas of my life. 
Uh, how about for yourself? What things do you not need to be doing? Is that right? Am I using that right terminology? Not need to be doing. What things can you let go of to make your life a little bit better? What do you hold on to? Because you think you're the only one who can do it when other people actually can. Maybe you need to ask for what you want. So now, and man, I'm still practicing it because it takes a while to turn a big ship around. Now, when I see that he has loaded the dishwasher, and when I my brain says that is the crappiest way to load a dishwasher, I, I step back in my mind. I step back. I take my hands off that thought. And I just say, let's hit start. <laughs> and I put it through. So the lesson here is in what ways are you holding on to doing something uh, that you don't need to, that you can let go to make your life a little bit more balanced, that you can bounce, bounce from that activity to something else. Here's another question that I think is very valuable. And I certainly ask the people I work with this question all the time and myself. I definitely do this work all the time myself. How now are you? How now are you? Are you thinking right now about the work you need to do tomorrow? When you get home with your family, are you thinking about the crap that happened that day or the the good stuff, the bad stuff, whatever? How now are you in the moment? So right now I'm on this podcast and I'm with you. I'm talking with you. And it's really easy for my brain to be thinking about the chaos that is probably happening upstairs and the mess because it's spring break here that is probably being created in the kitchen. But I'm going to zone in and really focus on you. How now are you? So when you catch yourself not being in the now, it's a a spreading of your energy that is disempowering. So you need to center yourself back. How now are you? I like to use a strategy to help myself with this. I call it the five-minute moment. So whether you're with a colleague and you're going for a coffee, or maybe you are speaking with a person on your team, or you've just gotten home and your kids want your attention, or maybe you get into the car and you're going for a ride with your partner. You want to have that five-minute moment where you take away everything else that you're thinking about Focus on the person and be like, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Tell me about what's going on. These five-minute moments are transformational. A, it centers you. It connects you with someone. And that's what we need more of in life is our connection, real life, real-time connection. And it allows the other person to feel valued and heard and listened to because you're looking at them and you're focusing on connecting with that person. So the five minute moment is powerful in the corporate world, but it's also really powerful in our personal world as well. Five minute moment. And it's amazing how that five minutes makes the other person feel. And it's good for your own soul at the same time. The five minute moment. Because we're all running through life. Don't you find that? We're just busy. We are busy. I mean, it's interesting. Sometimes we're busy doing things that don't necessarily improve our life. But at the end of the day, I think because of the culture we live in, we're pretty busy. So with that busyness, we can sometimes lose sight of what really matters. And it's important to be reminded. It's important to remember what your priorities are. 
often it's our health that gets put to the side. And whenever I work with someone as a client in my coaching practice, one of the first things we do is create a habit that will positively impact their health. And here's here's why. It's because even if they don't come to me with this as a goal, like I want to be healthier, our health matters no, no matter what. And if you're doing something daily that will positively impact your health, you will feel more a sense of control and agency over your life experience. So here's some examples. You can come up with your own, but here's some examples that have worked really well with, with the people that I work with and myself. You know, uh, choosing to drink three glasses of water a day. So morning, noon, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I choose to drink one full glass of water. And it just means that when I complete it, I've invested in myself. I am voting for the person I want to be as a healthier person. And that daily vote, that daily investment makes me feel like, okay, I'm creating momentum. And then that sense of momentum spills over into other areas of your life. Something else could be to take your vitamins in the morning, or it could be that you uh, choose to do a daily habit of a 15 minute walk outside. Not because you want to burn a thousand calories, but because it's important to just get out in the fresh air. So maybe you have a dog you can take for a walk or a toddler or just yourself, 15 minutes outside. You can do 15 minutes outside. We can get overwhelmed with our busyness or we can become driven by our goals. That's two different mindsets. Another um, strategy to help with the sense of work-life balance or bounce is to create a fulfillment statement. Remember I was mentioning to get back to the sense of priority. So fulfillment to me is, I mean, what could that be for you? You started off like this. Fulfillment to me is dot, dot, dot. So fulfillment to me is spending time that I enjoy with my family, expressing my um, creative side and making impact in the community. That's fulfillment for me. So what is fulfillment for you? And sometimes when we don't check in with this, we just forget. We get kind of, we get, we, we get on the, the, what's it called? The hamster wheel. That's it. Thank you. Thanks for the help. <laughs> get onto this hamster wheel and we forget to check in on our fulfillment. Again, that whole idea of being in the now and really focusing on what it is that you actually want, maybe not what you wanted five years ago or six months ago or six months from now, but what is it that you want right now in your current life circumstances? And you want to make choices with that clear sense of fulfillment to me is dot, 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 you want to make choices now that support that statement. So for years, I was saying that I want to be a traveling speaker, but that I, my heart was saying that I want to spend time at home and I don't want to miss out on you know the kids growing up. And so I had these two differing senses and I, I had to really work on that. I had to really, because it was unfulfilling. I wasn't achieving either. <laughs> But I feel now that I'm more in alignment, that I focus on the bounce, I'm more focused on the now, and I have a fulfillment statement that expresses myself and embodies who I want to be, not just one particular aspect of who I am. So make choices that support that statement. 
And one final thought as I wrap this podcast up. And hey, you know what? Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I, um, I'm really overwhelmed by the support I receive for Passion for Impact and all the guests who get on here and share their stories. And it's, um, it's very empowering for me to do this podcast. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Okay, here's a final thought. Sometimes you have to make choices on your own accord. And again, I'm just sharing my story. I'm sharing my journey. This may or may not resonate, but I would love to know if it does. So please reach out to me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Passion Igniter. I'm on Facebook, Trisha Miltimore. I'm on YouTube. I'm LinkedIn, very active on LinkedIn, not on Twitter. I don't get Twitter. It makes me go crazy. And Pinterest is too much. It's just too perfect. Anyways, so one thing I've noticed for many years is that I wait for permission because I know, and I have this overwhelming sense that when I make choices, because I have kids, um, you know, but I probably did this before I even had kids. I make choices that I, I wait for permission from, from particularly from my partner on. And I will never forget the day not so long ago when I finally said to myself, like, damn, Trisha, you are your own owner of a business. You, you can make your own choices, like just choose and stop asking for permission. And it's, and this is like far in the, in my, my journey as an entrepreneur with contagious leadership training. And I I always remember, it's like, literally I just stood up and I was like, okay, I'm going to make my own choices. So in what ways are you giving away your power because you consistently, even if it's unconsciously, are waiting for permission from other people in your life? Maybe you're waiting for permission from your parents, even if you're older, because you feel like you want their validation first, or maybe it's a mentor, okay? Mentors don't know everything. And if I have learned anything, it is this, you you know what's best for your business. You know what's best for your life journey. You, you, you have that intuition, so follow it. So the day that I was like, okay, I got to stop waiting for permission from my partner who is uber supportive, but knows nothing about being an entrepreneur. And the poor guy, I would sit there and try to talk to him about stuff and his eyes would glaze over and he would feel like, oh my God, I could just, I could sense it. Here we go again. She's talking about this again. And he wants to be supportive, but he doesn't know. I can't put that on him. He doesn't have the information. He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't see my vision. So stop waiting for permission from others and make choices because not making choices is the same as procrastination. It's a form of self-sabotage. It's a level of confidence to say, okay, I may not get it right. Of course, I won't get it right all the time. But if I don't make a choice and if I make my choices small, the results will be the same. And okay, one more thought. (laughs) One more. I promise this is the last one. Don't look for validation from those closest to you. Again, people who are not in business or not necessarily have the same passions as you may not get, may not get them, may not understand them. So, so often, and this, I fell into this myself, so often I would wait for that sense of support from those around me and I would be so disappointed when I didn't get it. And I was like, these people are supposed to be my biggest supporters and they don't even care. 
I don't even get a like on Facebook. They don't share, they don't share shit. They don't, they don't even care. But the reality is they do care. They just don't understand. So it's important to create a community around yourself as you're bouncing in your life circumstances and you're going from your goals and your heart. It's important to find people who are along the similar journey as you. So for myself, it was connecting with women in business. It was connecting with fellow speakers and entrepreneurs so that because they get it, I can talk to them about this and they understand where I'm coming from. So create your own community engineer it for yourself. It's all about engineering your life experience instead of just reacting to the one that is around you. I hope that this conversation around work-life balance or bounce, as I like to call it, has in some way inspired you, empowered you, helped you have a, to have a mind shift that just maybe even lightens the load a little bit. You know, it's amazing how things change over time, how we evolve. And I think the more open I am to my evolution and the more open I am to receiving the support and enjoying the here and now, the better the journey becomes. And as a person, the more impact and resources and energy I have, um, the more impact I can create essentially. So thank you for joining in. Please do reach out. I want to know more about your work-life balance. And I would love to know your fulfillment statement as well. Thanks for tuning in. Passion for Impact is sponsored by the Inspire Store. Need a gift that inspires? Inspire Store features exclusive ethically made goods and jewelry that embodies these three words. Yes, you can. Every purchase supports Food Banks Canada. Plus, you will receive Trisha Miltimore's popular personal development Shift Up e-course. Empowerment awaits you. Shop with impact at inspirestore.org. If you love learning how to live and lead in a conscious and fulfilling way, and you find this show inspiring, please do share it with your friends. Rate and review this podcast. It really does make a difference. Thank you for listening. Remember, cast your vote, make your impact, work on that life balance bounce, and do it all one socially conscious choice at a time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Passion for Impact podcast. Visit passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast to subscribe for episode notes, links and special offers from show guests. Cast your vote. Make your impact. One socially conscious choice at a time.